0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Ben King to talk about the National Championship the status of all the players, whether or not they're going to the NFL or not for Auburn, and getting to the season review. Ben, how are you doing?
1: Man, I am great. After uh, watching Alabama lose their worst game ever under the Nick Saban era, I uh, I laughed a lot. I, uh, I cried a little bit from how much I was laughing. I lost sleep, but man, it was worth it. Uh, thank you, Clemson. I have a lot of family that went to Clemson, so I'm I'm okay for them winning. And I am super okay with Alabama losing, so that was great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and as much as I know a lot of – there are some Auburn fans. I'm not going to say there's a lot of Auburn fans that root for Bama because it's not like our go-to thing. But I do know that there's some out Cause
1: there. Because it's a sin, and we're They're... in the Bible Belt. That's why.
0: <laughs> They're just like, but it's SGC. And I'm like, no, I don't care. I do not it's care. It's
1: not. Alabama can lose every game, and I'd be just as happy
0: oh yeah well it it's kind of like during the season, some of the happiest Saturday afternoons evenings and even in on into Sundays are when Bama loses because Bama fans lose their mind, and goodness did they lose their mind with the national championship game i if I was an Alabama fan watching that game, that was miserable and that was <laughs> embarrassing. It looked like their whole team had given up. And they just said, did, it like half. Hey, Clemson, here you go. Here's the win. <laughs> and I was like, that was is nuts. what? <laughs> I've never seen that out of a Saban team, ever. Uh,
1: yeah, I'd, he should have made them all walk home to California.
0: <laughs> yeah, find a way home, guys. Sorry. Um, okay, so <laughs> that that was obviously one of the worst losses. Though I did see an article ranking the top 10 or top 25. It was one of those top 25 worst losses that Saban's ever had. And they still, I mean, I I honestly think that this was probably the worst loss he's ever had. Just because he got outcoached. Tua was so ineffective after scoring a couple of touchdowns at the beginning of the game. Like their team seemed like they didn't know what the heck they were doing. They gave up lots of passes that I felt like their wide receivers probably would have caught any other game. It was very strange. uh, But the number one game on that list was the kick six. Yep. Do you, do you think that that one's worse of loss? Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Because this one, this one, they could like foresee it because the, the loss was, you know, the second quarter (laughs) was when this game got away from them. Yeah. Whereas the kick six was a heartbreaker, they uh they played us well. Some may have said they were the better team, but we were destined to win. And you know that Saban had to have that one second left so he could try a field goal and then miss it, and then have Auburn return it
0: a hundred and nine yards. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. But I still think that this, it, well, okay, it it probably depends on As what your definition of worst. Statistically is.
1: and points wise, this is by far the worst. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to a game that they probably should have won, and you know, it got away from them at the last second type deal, that was ours.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that, and also that that's that such a heartbreak.
1: Yeah, they it was either us or them to the title, mm-hmm. and then. Well, it wasn't necessarily that we still had to have what Michigan State beat whoever they were playing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it still had to be like a little bit of some good favor that fell on Auburn's lap, but that that kind of pushed us ahead. Like we, but we needed it. Like we knew if we won this game, there's a good chance that we are going to be going to it all, like to win it all. Um, so that that's I don't know. I. So I guess that kind of brings it back to to Auburn and Alabama and our rivalry, because that tends to be, and especially for their fans to them. I mean, it was definitely a crushing loss, but they don't play Clemson every year. I mean, if they go to the national championship and playoffs, which it seems like they do, they end up playing them, but Clemson isn't a big rival. The fans don't view it as like a, I mean, it's a, it's a rivalry, but it's not as big as the iron bowl. Um, Nowhere close. Yeah, and that's that's why I feel like the kick six probably was to some fans a lot just that mm, It that hurt them so much. What did you make of the kickers? Because Bama's kicker again, <laughs> goodness. How do, how do how do like how do they recruit such bad kickers? I feel like if I, you go to even a They
1: passed up on the Carlsons who are Alabama fans.
0: They were. And Look at them now. Both both Carlsons are either played or are playing at Auburn.
1: Yep, either a uh, an Auburn graduate or getting their undergrad.
0: Yeah, and and to put in perspective, like how bad that Bama kickers are, just in extra points. Not these aren't like even a twenty yarder. These aren't like a thirty yarder, a forty yarder, or a fifty yarder. These are just extra points.
1: Yeah, literally a chip.
0: Literally a chip, and. Bama's kickers have missed nine this season. That is most in FBS. Nine. And Auburn, in the last 10 years, has missed three. Three total. (laughs) The last 10 years. Only three. That's putting in perspective, okay, Bama, it's pretty much obvious that Saban doesn't really care too much about a kicker or else he'd actually go out there and get a good kicker. Um, Yep. Because, man, most of the time these games can come down to a field goal like the kick six yeah and and it put bama in a bad situation i mean think about where they probably had like a 40 yard kick they didn't trust their kicker at all so what do they do (laughs) try to do a fake field goal and georgia only had four down linemen i don't know if you noticed that four down linemen pretty much everybody else was in secondary linebacker slash safety for Clemson. Already. I mean Clemson, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, it's all good. Who did I say? He said Georgia. I kept saying Georgia. But uh it was they, definitely Clemson. they wanted
1: to be in this game, but you know, they lost to Alabama. Yeah. And then yeah. Alabama got crushed. Yeah. So suck on that, Kirby.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but that that was just one of the weirdest play calls I've seen and a desperation call. Like they I don't even know what he was thinking. Like Well,
1: Clemson clearly saw that. You know they were gonna fake this, one because they were down by what twenty one points at that point, and two because they didn't even line up like they were trying to kick a field goal. the The guys were looking all awkward, and the kicker didn't even do like his you know two steps back, three steps to the side yeah. deal. They were just like they walked up and they were just like standing there, all
0: and right, then they we... snapped the ball. Are, are, are it, we gonna it... do it? Are we gonna do it? Yeah. What? <laughs> like if you're gonna do a fake field goal you got to look as legitimate as possible and catch them off guard. (laughs) It was just so bad, bad timing, bad execution, bad everything. Um, And of course the joke there is uh, Georgia with their fake punt looked just as bad. (laughs) And this was Kirby's pretty much calling this play.
1: I still say Georgia's was worse because say Georgia didn't do that and they relied on their defense. They still had a chance in that game because they gave Jalen the ball in like their own 40 then
0: mm.
1: you know they reap what they sow
0: true true okay let's talk one more thing about this national championship game before we uh, move on okay so the big debate people have is is Sabin the greatest and a lot of people end up saying yes um his amount of championships and the time that he's been at Bama obviously is great but if you look at the last uh I don't know like four or five years Dabo is, like, right there with him.
1: and Oh, for sure.
0: There's no doubt in my mind Dabo is top-notch, maybe a, just a half of a rung below Saban in a lot of regards, but he is right there. He's able to recruit. He's able to develop. He even had a true freshman dominate this game in Trevor Lawrence. That is crazy to think. You tell a coach five years ago, your true freshman is going to lead you to a national championship, you'd be like, oh, that's really crazy. Um, That's the amount of trust that I feel like Dabo has in his team and how well he has set his team up for huge success. Um, What do you think about the Dabo versus Saban talk going on? Which coach is better? Like, what do you think it is?
1: Well, I mean, you can't take away from Saban what he has done with the Alabama program. Remember, Hello, or before he came in, we had beaten them six times in a row, or five times, and then the sixth time was under him. The program of Alabama is at the best it's ever been, even without the Bear. So for Saban to be able to do that, you got to give him props. I mean, what can I say? Yeah. Now, Dabo Sweeney is, you know, almost twenty years younger than Saban, and in the same type of position. So is Tabo Sweeney better than Saban right now? No, could he be? If he continues what he's doing, man, he could be.
0: Yeah, he I mean, has. He think has about, a
1: solid twenty years. Think, think,
0: think about of how much when, time
1: that is, and the ability they've they've had to recruit here recently.
0: Yeah. yeah, and and when Saban retires, I mean, people pretty much are figuring out that it's going to be Dabo that takes over at Bama, which sucks for Auburn fans.
1: I, do you think that's true? I don't. I don't know why. he's... Dabba would leave.
0: I mean, it's an easier path in the ACC, at least right now. But yeah. it is his alma mater. He wants to go back. Does he? I mean, that's.
1: He owns Clemson.
0: At this point, for sure. The last however long he's been there, like 10 years, I think now.
1: If it- he's getting upset with the Clemson fans about going 12 0, get ready to, you know, play for Alabama <laughs> or coach for Alabama. Like, yeah. They're way worse, so I I don't I don't know if he's gonna leave at this point. Maybe. I hope he doesn't. I, mean, I want Alabama to get some garbage portion. and then <laughs> us beat him again.
0: Yeah, uh, and I still think we can beat Saban. There's there they're time. I mean, last year. Think about how good we played last season. Oh yeah, for under sure, Gus. I mean, next year could be the same. We yeah, Bo Nix. We have them back in Jordan hare we have a stunning quarterback. If it ends up being Bo Nix and by the end of the season, he's got his feet under him and he's playing well, that could be a really tough game because this is our next topic, but like all of the players that are coming up that, uh, that are either we just recruited or we've had, and now they're staying on our team versus when they can go to the NFL, they end up staying That. I feel like in and of itself is almost like a, <laughs> almost like rubbing it in the face of all the people that were saying, let's fire Gus. And yet all oh, of these sure. players are like, no, we want to play for Gus. We want to be on his team. Even if it means I lose a year of potential NFL money, well, I'm going to stay it, in school.
1: When you have a player like Derek Brown, who's in some drafts top ten, who decides to stay that that's millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and did you hear that he actually has a newborn baby too? Yeah. <laughs> and he's now passing up going to the NFL so he can play he wants to get his degree, get his degree instead of jumping on all the tons of money that I'm sure he would get thrown. And probably if he does, if he has another solid year, at Auburn and under Kevin still, you better believe he's going to have another good year. He's probably going to be vying for that number one draft spot. True.
1: Maybe that's his thought. Maybe I just, please stay healthy.
0: Yeah. As long as he's healthy, I think we're good. Uh, another phenomenal one, uh, that I would have thought probably come back, uh, Marlon Davidson. So between Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson, <sighs> It was um, like for both of them to come back, that's saying a lot about their trust and what they think this team could be next year and how special it can be next year. That alone, if they didn't have any hope in the team next year, they could easily just be like, all right, we're gone. We're going to the NFL and we're going to go try to make some money over there. They said we're going to stay because for whatever reason, they, they do believe something is a little bit special here
1: it was that 67 points or 63 points against Purdue. Mhm.
0: I mean that might honestly should have be been 70. It. Uh and like we talked about in our review of the bowl game, we had all of our players playing in a bowl game. Uh that again is pretty crazy to me. Um not a lot of teams nowadays have that. If you have high talent that is going to go to the NFL. Um a lot of these guys didn't sit out. They actually played. Um I think that's pretty neat. It
1: is. Well, I mean, even Georgia, like they had, what, three or four players on defense that didn't play? Mm-hmm. And they were like, quote-unquote, national title material, they said. Yeah. Obviously not.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we've got a couple others um, that are also staying. Nick Co, which is awesome. We're going to have a, yeah. another good pass rusher. Uh, but we also have, and I think this may be what I'm almost more excited about, is our offensive line is going to stay intact from our five starters at the end of the season until next season. Prince Tega is coming back. Uh, Marquell Harrell is also coming back. That just means to me, you saw how good our offensive line, now I'm sure it's against Purdue, whatever you want to say about that. But did you see how much better they were then than against teams earlier in the season?
1: And you know what's great? They Mm -hmm. have roughly 260-something days to go from five players to a unit
0: yeah and, and that's and then
1: they will be special
0: and that's something they they were even starting on you could see towards the last few games of this season and now you got over a, a couple like a couple hundred more days for them to really figure out what that offensive line is going to look like and how they're going to mesh together that's that's pretty special uh, we also have three uh, DBs that could have gone, but are not leaving. Jeremiah Denson, Javaris Davis, and Daniel Woo. Thomas. So, Ben, you got your wish. Uh, Javaris Davis and the Javaris Davis Watch is definitely coming back next season.
1: Look out, 2019.
0: Woo! And uh, we're going to be having some fun uh, breaking down the DBs. Uh, so far, the only three that are leaving, um, which we suspected the first one, Jarrett Stidham. Uh, yep. Darius Slayton. A little shocking, but I feel like didn't catch a whole ton of people off guard either. Um, and then, DB, uh, Jamel Dean. Uh, do you make of anything of those three different players uh, leaving together to go to the
1: NFL? Honestly, with Darius Slayton, last week when we did the bowl game review and he had caught three touchdowns, I almost said, you know, this was a great performance for him before he goes to the NFL. <laughs> and I was like, oh wait, he's a junior... I don't want to curse it, and then you know there he goes. Yeah. So, not surprised at all. Uh, Jamel Dean, that's okay. Yeah, I mean he's he's gonna do very well, and we all knew Jarrett was leaving.
0: Yeah, we all knew it.
1: And I think I think we're almost better for it, because Jarrett, as great of a quarterback as he is, is not you know a Gus Malzahn system type player. Mobility is lacking, and under a you know gus led system that we've seen in the past a lot more running so i'm excited to see you know what he does in the nfl i hope he goes to new orleans because i think he would play for 20 years if he
0: does
1: (laughs) and uh i'm excited to see kind of what we do with the quarterbacks we're bringing in and have uh who are behind him
0: yeah and and i think it is a blessing that he is going uh while i was uh, like initially wanting him to stay for another year I started to think, well, this really does give us a ton of opportunities with this fresh talent that we have. that hasn't really, if you're talking about Malik Willis, uh, Joey Gatewood, uh, like both of those players haven't gotten a whole ton of playing time. Uh, and that's where I think both of those players can really shine. Um, if they get some good playing time, uh, and then not to mention you got Bo Nix coming in and, uh, We'll just wait to see what he does. Um, but oh, if he's he if he's what people are talking about is what what's true, which we saw um, was it the All American game, the Under Armour All American game. The pretty pretty stellar. Um, yeah. And well, his
1: last game in high school was injured
0: in hair for the state title, mm-hmm. which he won. Yeah. Um, so he's got he's got what we want um, in a quarterback, um, and it really does remind me with Bo Nix uh, being potentially a true freshman that I don't think he's probably going to start initially next season, but I think he will be somebody that we use more and more and potentially like four or five games in be the official starter when he has a little bit more of the the playbook under his belt. Uh, I think he's going to be kind of like the Trevor Lawrence, not that he's the, the size or anything that Trevor Lawrence is, but has a good head on her shoulders, played a lot of time in high school at quarterback, and can play potentially the first year in college, have a ton of significant play time. Um, so that's that's encouraging me. Uh, one additional player that I wanted to point out, uh, some one player that ended up leaving Auburn's team, uh, but... I kind of sometimes this is one of those rare occasions where I do sometimes like to keep an eye on, on them, but Duke Williams, uh, he left uh, to go and he played in the CFL, um, and but he decided to leave the CFL, and he got signed by the Bills. Did really? You? Yeah. So he's officially at least right now playing for the Bills, um, huh. and I started looking into Duke Williams. In the CFL, just like put in perspective how good he was doing in the CFL, he had the most receiving yards of any receiver in the CFL. He was also the one that, if you remember the little, I don't know, it, not a vine, but it was like a 6 to 10 second kind of video where the DB was like taunting the receiver and then gets run over, that was Duke Williams. You remember no that? way. Yeah, that was Duke Williams. So. Man.
1: What a missed opportunity on our part.
0: I know. <laughs> so exciting for Duke um, that he's finally getting his shot in the NFL. Um, so glad glad to see him doing that. Uh, but anything else before we jump on over to uh, reviewing the season? Nah,
1: it was a it was a fun title game. Great to see all of our players coming back. Excited for a day and next season. But before then. We'll have a look back on how this past season went.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Um, so let's let's get back in the mindset of uh, what 150, 200 days ago when we were doing our preview of this season. What what were you thinking this season would be? Just just one or two sentences. What do you think it was going to be?
1: I thought it would be great national title. Also, I thought every game was going to be us versus Purdue. That was the team that I knew we had. They just never showed up. I know yeah. that's more than one or two sentences, so you
0: know. that's okay. Well, kick I, me off. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I agree. Like the hype was so relevant and so real because of how good of a previous season we had. We had a returning quarterback who was setting all sorts of awesome records, and we had a ton of wide receivers coming back. The only big question mark to most people was, well, I guess there are two question marks offensive line since we lost a lot and then running back. And that led us to, well, okay. We've seen Gus uh, have an offensive line that isn't so great at the beginning of the season, but halfway through the season, they're a solid group of guys. And I felt like it took a lot longer than half a season to figure out uh, what the offensive line was going to do. Um, Going into the Washington game, though, I we were going up against the number six Washington team. Um, it was quite a quite a challenge. I mean, this was something that a uh, top 10 matchup that everybody was hyping and we came out with the win 21 to 16. Our season started off really high. Um, and if you put in respect to the last six games, we had beaten three top 10 teams. We beat two number ones, Georgia and Bama, but we also beat number six, Washington. Uh, and that's yeah. a phenomenal feat. Um, so that kind of like left us there, but we also remembered that, okay, they got to our quarterback. Our run game wasn't completely there yet, uh, which we knew was going to happen. Cam Martin was even our starting running back, and Booby was pretty much the second string running back. Uh, what Boobie's else?
1: who finished off the game, though. Mm-hmm. He got the game-winning touchdown. Yeah. And, you know, Cam Martin is a, a solid player, but we really should have started Booby in that game.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's just Gus's yep. uh, timidity when it comes to not wanting to put in a true freshman uh, at running back. He's got to trust that his running back can do what he needs to and hold on to the ball. And I think... it. Booby ended up, even though he did have some fumbles, he, he's proved that he can be uh, a good running back. Uh, so we also had in this game, and there were a couple like weird kind of plays. Um, and these, these were, one of them was really fun to watch. It was right before half. Um, it looks like Stidham's about to take a knee. And then we, <laughs> uh, what was it? I think it was, yeah, Ryan Davis, he runs to the left. And then it then lots of people look over there, and by the time they see what Stidham's doing, he gets the first down and a little bit more. um, And that was pretty crazy. So a little <laughs> trickeration by Gus. Uh, we didn't we, see that again, though, did we? No, we didn't. I don't think we had any other situations similar to that. Uh, and then we had uh, the weird one, which uh, we weren't so happy to see again, which was the Cox cat, uh, where <laughs> Chandler Cox tried to throw a pass and it fell incomplete because it's Chandler Cox. And why are we having him throw the ball? I don't know. Um, <laughs> we should have had Ryan Davis or Bowie Whitlow throw the ball. I don't know. Yep. Just, just an idea. Um, what else do you remember from the Washington game?
1: Uh, Sal Canella going up and, you know, catching the ball at its peak.
0: Oh yes. That was a beautiful one. And that was, I believe, wasn't that to start the game or early it was.
1: on? Yeah, it was uh first touchdown of the game. And then remember we went for two? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, well, that was that, from yeah, very that was, excited. I think that was
0: the Ch- Chandler Cox cat thing that we did. Is that what I, it was? I think it was. That,
1: was that a two-point
0: conversion? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was it. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Makes it even worse. Exactly. Why? Just why? Who thought that that would actually work? Not me.
1: Nope.
0: Um. Yeah, but we ended up with a win for that game. Um, and then we headed on into the next game, which was against uh, Alabama AM or Alabama State, sorry. Um, and that was one that we knew that we were just going to dominate them. Um, and sure enough, did 60, we won 63 to 9. Um, I feel like my goal for the team that week was to fix some of the O line issues. And while I'm sure some issues got fixed, they didn't get fully fixed because by the time the next few games came, the the defensive line was getting to Stidham, and Stidham could not keep his eyes down the field. Um, what do you mean? Remember from this uh, runaway game uh, that we had against Alabama State?
1: Uh, this was when uh, May the Schwartz be with you came out. Mm-hmm. This is when we saw Schwartz and you know his ability and speed, and I think that was the biggest takeaway from. Alabama State was getting to play some of the, the newer guys who you know we hadn't seen much of before and got to see kind of what they're all about.
0: Yeah, and that was a great part of, of the redshirt rule. I feel like that was the game where I was most excited about, wow, we can really utilize this in these smaller games to fill, fill out how the players will do that are young uh, and see if we want to use them any more in the season. And that's where we saw how good Schwartz was. Um, do you have any numbers on Schwartz and how, what he did this game?
1: Yeah, so uh, he was our third wide receiver. Uh, three for 50 yards and a touchdown. His long was 23. And then he was our number one oh, that was for rushing. Uh, third rusher. And then number one wide receiver. Uh, 57 long. And that was the one where he just outrun everyone. <laughs> yeah.
0: that's where I felt like, okay, yeah, you usually have, uh, you you hype these really track guys up. Okay, this guy's fast, but my next thought is, can he first take a hit, and can he catch the ball? And I feel like this game answered all those questions. Yes, this guy can take a hit, he can bounce off guys, and he can run. (laughs) He can run like nobody's business.
1: Oh, yeah. Sean Shivers popped up in this game too.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He had uh 13 carries for 117 yards and a touchdown.
0: Yeah. A uh, little guy. I mean, he, he was also one of those that I felt like benefited a lot. I don't, I feel like he would have gotten more playing time later on if we had really needed him, but because mm-hmm. of the red shirt coaches were fine with just throwing him out there and seeing what he can do in a quote unquote smaller game, uh, he had some really good runs too. I mean, he had a a 26, a 16, a 10 yard um, run, even had a TD run. Um, And that's the kind of fun running that he is. I mean, he's small, he's compact, but as you saw, he can take a hit. Um, And I feel like that's, that's awesome to have uh, when we needed an extra running back in there. Uh, We also had on defense, if you remember this three interceptions, yeah, there uh, tons were five of fun turnovers. Daniel Thomas got a pick six. Um, I mean, this was just a really fun, fun game. Like, we had a ton of sacks. Um, I just loved watching how good the defense was. And I'm sure it's in Alabama State, but whatever. Like, when you're getting that many turnovers, um, I'll take it. I'll take it any day. Uh, we did have, and this was where I feel like probably been your uh, angst towards. Ryan Davis started was he fumbled a punt, oh, yeah, I did not want him on special teams, yeah, I feel like that's been the whole theme this season for you. <laughs> Is, well, he's such yeah. a
1: great player. he could have played quarterback, but not special teams,
0: yeah, yes, <laughs> two touchdown passes, but can't catch a punt, okay, buddy, you, come on, come on. there's
1: other guys to do that. Yeah. Well, one, we were risking his health by putting him back there, and two, he had too many errors uncalled for errors
0: yeah um okay there there was also a special teams how the heck did this happen but if you remember there was a kickoff that alabama state ran back 99 yards somehow against our special teams thankfully ended up being called back because there was a hold but yep that that was just a whole mess <laughs> um but we did have on the good side of punting we did have a punt block um and that was by jordan peters and then was returned for a touchdown by devin barrett uh i felt like that was good to see that we can get some good blocks because as we saw later on uh, in the season punt blocks and kick blocks became one of our go-tos and we were really good for at sure it. um I, I just remember that that game being a very fun high scoring game and that was Almost like you were saying, like the Purdue game, where we just kept putting up points, kept putting up points, and stopping them. Um, and it felt good. Uh, what do you remember from going into the next game against LSU, number twelve LSU, and we were still at number seven. We stayed there. Um, what going into this game, and then the outcome of the game not being what we wanted uh, at the very end. What do you like? What are you going to remember from this game?
1: What do I remember? <laughs> uh, sorry, I almost choked like Auburn did in this game. Oh. I remember missing a... Uh, one, losing a game we never should have lost. Mm-hmm. Two, missing a tackle that turned into a touchdown. And three, losing by a point yeah. to a team that we should have dominated.
0: Yeah. And we uh, had them... At we home. We had them... at Yeah, I was about to say, at home, where our, <sighs> man we we were doing what we needed to to beat l s u and yet at the very end, of course, we just can't do anything to make it like we just can't um like I remembered like there were tons of reasons why I felt like we lost first was Stidham's accuracy, there was a lot of throws in this game well, greedy just,
1: Williams, yeah, that interception that was almost on like was that the first drive
0: uh it might I have been. I think it was. was yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the very first drive. It was the second play, Stone's first pass.
1: Yeah, we gave them the ball on, like, our own 20 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Terrible way to start off a game. hmm But then we rallied back. You know, we went up, what, 21 to 10 at one point, and then we didn't score again.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. I felt like... And that that was, if you remember back to our loss against LSU last season. Wasn't that pretty much the same thing that we did against LSU? We're like, all right, we scored some points. Why can't we play them well? Why We scored some points. All right, we're good. No. I just want to
1: throttle LSU. Every single year, since we have to play them, just go out there and throttle them like Clemson did Alabama in the title game.
0: Or how Alabama just throttled LSU 29-0. Exactly. Like, we can do that. I feel like we can. Yep. Um, and you saw like what what was LSU during their bowl game i mean they they looked pretty good but it wasn't like it was anything against UCF. spectacular yeah and it's against UCF
1: i don't know they didn't they didn't do that great UCF had a backup quarterback too
0: yeah um yeah this game i mean and there were so many penalties like there were 18 total penalties against auburn and lsu Auburn had 111 yards of penalties. Like at this point, I was thinking, "Oh crap! Like, is Gus has he already lost the team? Because when there's so many penalties like this, it seems like the the coaches just lost the team. They're just going to do whatever the heck they want. They're not staying within their bounds and what they're supposed to be doing. They're trying to do a whole ton extra. It was at the
1: time of the penalties too, because on that last field goal. It was, like, on fourth downs where mm-hmm. we were getting called for yeah. pass interference. Like, it happened at least once. Mm-hmm. I feel like twice or three times.
0: Yeah. And, and these were, like, like you said, critical uh, calls, which some some were, regard. I, mean, I could see why they're called. They have the guy or the hand around the waist or something. Uh, but uh, there were some that I was like, that is very questionable. And a game. Agreed like that just keep the hanky in your pocket <laughs> man um
1: i got a referee punching bag for christmas
0: <laughs> did you really that's awesome my,
1: my grandparents got it for me
0: nice so, so is it like one that you like punch and then it like comes back to you and you punch it again exactly oh man i uh, i might need it amazing. for
1: basketball season
0: maybe <laughs> so
1: but i'm definitely gonna need it for next year if we have Games like this one, yeah. I, I want to forget this game.
0: Yeah, this is one. When... Don't
1: ask me about LSU next year because I won't remember.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we went on into Arkansas. We were, <laughs> I, I was definitely down, but at this point, I was like, all right, well, this is probably one of the worst Arkansas teams of all time.
1: Yeah, and you know, Gus we had this, this one circled.
0: Oh yeah. Even though Big Boy Bert Bolima was not there. Uh, he, he's still, I feel like he has that one circled every single year that he's just going to crush them.
1: Couldn't shut them out though.
0: Nope. We're so close. And, and this was the one I feel like you would, I don't know if you had caught it, but after the game, you were almost more pissed that we didn't keep them from scoring any points than actually yeah. winning by 31 points. Uh, I don't care about that. Arkansas is terrible. Yeah, they they were.
1: were one and three at this point.
0: Yeah, they lost to North Texas. <laughs> man,
1: we should and, have <laughs> shut them out.
0: Yeah. Um, and at this point, man, it was crazy. Like there were probably uh, I don't know how like how many times I was like, all right, well let's just put this game away. Let's finish them. I know they don't have any offense, but like I really just wanted to keep them out of the end zone um, and scoring for many points and we just couldn't do it. Um, Anything else that you remember from uh, this game?
1: Uh, When did Seth Williams come in? When was his first big game?
0: Uh, It might have been even the first game where he actually got significant play time. Um, I see
1: he caught one pass here.
0: He caught a couple in the very first game. So I felt like we were testing the waters with a pass or two to him, uh, and then... As we started to see, he can make some incredible snags, uh, giving him the ball a lot more.
1: When was his breakout game? Because he had one, he just went off.
0: I'm sure we'll get to it. Maybe we'll get to it later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, so another thing. Oh, oh, this was also the week with Arkansas that we had three guys leave the team. It was Nate Craig Myers, which I'm more or less kind of like he was one that I knew wasn't getting enough passes thrown to him, but yet he Mm -hmm. was a great receiver that could block.
1: Yep. Great downfield blocker.
0: And and I felt like he was thinking, I don't want to be known for a great blocker. I want to be known as a great receiver. Um, so he decided to leave the team. We also had Jalen Harris leave and, uh, Javon Myers, who was a backup DB. Um, so, both of those kind of like it just, I don't know, it just felt kind of weird for this game, and I'm glad we just stepped on the gas. Um, okay, here's one really odd stat from this Arkansas game, and then we'll move on. Auburn's offense only had 225 total yards. <laughs> <laughs> How?
1: Yeah. Oh man, that was just <laughs> I don't that was,
0: that was a weird one.
1: I don't remember this game that much. It's kind of a blur.
0: Yeah. Well, we had some interceptions that gave us a yeah. good field position. Had um, to have been that. I don't know. We just, I felt like we had good field position. They, Arkansas fumbled it. We got good field position. Um, there were just lots of things that I felt like kind of just fell our way. And for us, that was much needed. It was almost like a Band-Aid uh, to the LSU loss a little bit. The, the wound is still there. It's still open, but it felt a little bit better.
1: I have a a big thing from the Arkansas game. Okay. This was one of Javaris Davis's two interceptions this year.
0: Ooh, that is a good one. Um, yeah, I mean this this was a good game. We we ended up just I wish we had had the like I said we we had just dominated them completely. But I'll take a thirty four to three win. The next game was at home again, uh, and this was our final game at home um, before going to mississippi state uh we played southern miss uh we won this one uh this was on my wedding day and yep,
1: special day for you
0: i know and and that was actually kind of neat so ben okay as i'm walking up to the stage do you remember what you did and i don't no i don't idea. think it like caught your eye but I, i'm pretty sure i remembered it was either you or kyle like giving like the touchdown sign like as soon as i walked out it was my wedding like it was the beginning <laughs> and i walk out at the front of the stage you like give the like i, I yeah, yeah i feel that. like we both did <laughs> which i think is pretty cool yeah um and then even for that game something else that i remembered um the game stopped the game stopped pretty much for the i don't know for most of my
1: game it would have been canceled
0: (laughs) just like the surf pro, like it never even happened (laughs) Uh, yeah for
1: uh for majority of the wedding and reception mm -hmm. no game time it was all lightning and storms and rain yeah and uh it was almost like two hours i feel
0: yeah it was very long like i i heard a lot of players were like when you go to the locker room uh, for those kind of things, it's whether or not you take off the shoulder pads, whether or not you like just relax, let yourself relax. Like there's a lot of things that go into some like a game like this. Um, man, do you remember anything else
1: from this? We just wanted to get out of it. Yeah. We wanted to uh, not tear up the field too much when we had to get back out there and just end the game.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, I felt like this was also one of the games where. Jarrett Stidham had a good game like he he had I think 245 yards on two touchdown passes and that was the Jarrett Stidham that we were hoping would come out um and because it's Southern Miss they didn't get a whole ton of pressure on on him um we also had uh Cam Martin um he again took the lead at running back um but I mean that still gave some some time for other running backs to get in there. Um and Whitlow had a handful of carries, Schwartz had a few carries, Shivers had a few carries. Um but I'm I'm glad that we got this win because again, we needed it heading off um away. Um and we thought we'd beat the uh what I said, the Farting Brett Favre's, I believe, in our preview. <laughs> right. So right. the Fighting Brett Favre's. Um but that that was a good one. Uh, the next game was Mississippi State. Uh, this one oh. really hurt. This like, was when the referees really got hurt. the worst. Mm-hmm.
1: This is where... So there was a 14-point 14, 14 difference between Mississippi State score and ours. Mm-hmm. And we had a touchdown taken away from us in the second half, and at the end of the first half, they gave Nick Fitzgerald a touchdown where he was clearly short. Oh, we didn't yes. have... Oh, we didn't yes, have the pylon right. cams in this game for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But, man, we should have because yeah. every other way you could see was short, but there was no definitive evidence. And because we were in Mississippi State and the refs wanted Mississippi State to win this game by far, like it was so biased, this was this was the worst officiating game just as far as plays called, not necessarily penalties, but gosh.
0: <laughs> and it was also really tough because... I felt like Mississippi State did the same thing over and over, and it was the Fitzgerald run. He yeah. had 195 yards and two Could touchdowns. not stop him. We just—he's uh, a big guy. I understand he's six five, two thirty, but you need to stop the guy uh, when he's doing this and very repeatedly. We knew it was coming, and yet just couldn't, couldn't, just couldn't stop him. Yeah, we uh, gave
1: up almost 350 yards rushing in this game. So, yeah, we didn't deserve to win this one no. because of the way we performed. At the same time, the refs, when they call the plays, you know, going into half, and if we had been able to stop Fitzgerald there, I guarantee the second half would have been different. Yeah. But it wasn't.
0: Well, the mojo of the team, when they can just feel like it's just not going their way. And I felt like maybe another theme of this year was, I think we discussed this, was... When you have certain plays like a fumble, a fumble when it's on the ground has a lot of times a 50 50 shot of which team jumps on it. And it seemed like for most of the season, the coin would flip and it would end up with the other team. We, ne- it was very rarely that I felt like we got the benefit of the doubt um, when it came to really close games or like when our players were needing. A call to go a certain way they just didn't go that way, um yeah, I mean, this one, our offense you could tell was really struggling, um yeah, and,
1: special teams hmm. feel like Ryan Davis missed a uh he had a fumble in this one, mhm, and we we had two fumbles to there, so we lost a turnover battle as well, yeah it it was i so you knew this game was gonna be a rough one, yeah. Because you had this game circled as one of your potential losses. Yeah. I, under no circumstance, thought we would lose this game. <laughs> it's Mississippi State. We had the better offense. We had the better defense.
0: Yep. And Mississippi State wasn't better ranked.
1: team. Yeah. We were number eight in the nation. Mm-hmm. We had already had our goof up with LSU, who we also should have never lost yeah. to. And then we come in here and fall flat and let the refs push us around and drop a a sure touchdown going into the end zone just bobble it out the back
0: yeah
1: it was just yeah
0: yep and uh
1: really really bad performance
0: i think this is where i felt like auburn had a bigger issue like this was when i started to see not only like a ton of bubbles coming up but i was like oh my gosh this is these are ginormous size issues with the offensive line because stidham looked super uncomfortable he looked way more uncomfortable than he ever did in the previous season and i was thinking man if we don't get this issue fixed right now this is going to be an issue for the rest of the season and for the most part it ended up being still an issue
1: i think this is the game where i started calling for chip lindsey's head
0: mm, it might have been
1: which you know when your your stellar nfl quarterback has a qbr of 27.9 and mm. There's something wrong there when you're the quarterback's coach. Sorry, buddy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it can't just be the cowbells were ringing in his head.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: it, It was more than that.